Hey, and welcome to Colorful Conversations, brought to you by the creators of Kaleidoscope Living. I'm Tia, your host and occasional referee. Hey, I'm Tasha. And I'm Joe. We know from experience that living your best life begins with creating a home you love. So on this podcast, we chat about DIY, home design, and life at home. Our goal is simple. We want you to learn something useful and to have fun every time you listen. All right, y'all, here we go. All right, today we are talking about open concept kitchen and is it right for you? The pros and cons to think about. Mm-hmm. But first, we're going to talk about what's happening on the old home front. Let's do it. Tasha, you go first this time. Oh my goodness. Oh, it's like they've conspired against me. I'm so used to Joe going first now. I feel like I'm, I'm just kidding. Here's what's going on in my home front. I've discovered high-waisted jeans and they're (laughs) life-changing. I am serious. I did a whole Instagram story about it the other day. I watched it. Did you? Super fan. Were you sold? (laughs) I already had some. So T and I have a mutual friend, Margo, who works with us. Unfortunately, she's not local, so she can't hang out with us on the podcast. She's a tiny little woman. She's very in shape. She's not have my physique and she has been a fan of the high-waisted jeans and I was like it's because you're skinny and little and cute and she was like no no I swear you just have to try them and I was like I'm gonna look like Mrs. Potato but I am telling you I do (laughs) yes I do find them to be more comfortable um I don't feel like I'm accidentally gonna expose anything and they are flattering so that is a big discovery from 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 my home front well that sounds (laughs) glorious i don't know how you're gonna follow that good luck joe high waisted jeans for you my friend Uh, yeah i mean i that would save me money on my coin slot moisturizer (laughs) (laughs) but no i have not gone that route yet um i guess for me we are reading Harry Potter, the first Harry Potter, with our girls. Yeah, and the best. Yeah. it's cute. So we're on the fourth. Okay. Oh wow. Okay. You're in for the long haul, guys. Whew. Yeah. So that's that's a nightly occurrence. Every once in a while, we don't get to it if yeah. too much is going on. But they're you, and I think they're really into it. You yeah, can tell. They, cute. Yeah. Do they? Do you get through a whole chapter? Because we don't ever make it through a no. whole chapter. Oh gosh. Yeah. No. She falls asleep. Uh. Uh-uh, uh. No. And we, what we need to do, and I'm actually, if a listener could help us out with this, I would really appreciate it. I said to Joe, I think they would be even more engaged in the book if they had seen the movie because it's such a visual thing. But we can't find the movies anywhere. We okay, can't. so there's an illustrated version. Ah, there it is. The first three are illustrated. We need so that. We need to- just hop on over to Barnes and Noble. Like, Just I'm, kidding. Get I'm on the gonna, internet. I'm going <laughs> to solve this problem for yeah. you right Sorry, now. Sorry, readers or listeners. You don't even have to help us. We well, already took care uh, of it. JK. I, that, would be, that would be a best solution. Because we <laughs> we read the first one, no pictures, second, even though we have it. She yes. actually took it to school today and said she was going to restart it. Oh, Rainbow. nice. Well, yeah. good to know. Thank you, ma'am. Yes, yes, yes. All right. Are we ready for our newlywed style question? Yes. I love that we're doing newlywed style questions and we're about to celebrate our 17th anniversary. But wow. it keeps the love alive. So oldiewed. Yeah, I mean, oldiewed. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. Tasha. Yes. What is Joe's favorite room in the house? Bum, bum, bum. Hmm. I'm going to say the family room because in it sits the famous recliner, which we've discussed on a prior episode. I feel like it took us many, many iterations to get the room the way we want it, but I feel like we finally nailed it and he loves it. I 
do love that room right now. I would say that probably is correct. That would be my favorite room. I think we are... So we've had a little bit of a shift in how we operate. Like Tasha's getting up at five in the morning. And so we're going to bed earlier. (laughs) And so the bedroom's been pretty great lately. (laughs) We're spending more time up there. Definitely just trying to wind down for whatever, 30 minutes or so. For our 7 p.m. bedtime. Just kidding. But anyway, so those those two. Yeah. Yeah. But the family room rocks. What do you think Tasha's favorite room is? So I am going to stay current and say it is the dining room. Because ding, that, ding, ding. that renovation is just finished, and she has all these new, fun things in it's there. It's like having a like, new outfit. Yeah. We should wear it all the time. We've it, got new paint. Y'all. We've got a new light. We've got new bookshelves. I, I literally go stand in the room just to stand there and look at it. <laughs> it's amazing. It's, yes, amazing. you're right. Currently, this could ju- my answer could honestly change from week to week because if it's if it's fresh and newly completed, I tend to... You know, it tends to be at the forefront of my mind. But, yeah, for now, the dining room is the clear winner. Well, that's good because, yeah. you know, it's about to be all torn up. Yeah. I mean, we get to pack it all up now. That's Woohoo! Right. Five minutes of enjoyment. Yeah. <laughs> World's shortest vacation. Pack it up. There you go. <laughs> all right. This is not an ordinary podcast. No. Make sure you are following us on Instagram at Tasha.Kaleidoscope. That is where we announce our upcoming topics, and you can submit your questions for us to answer. And if we pick your question to answer, we'll send you a free little gift. We will. And I will tell you, when I solicited um, questions for this episode, this was apparently a hot topic. You never know. You never know how people are going to feel about it. But I got a lot of questions, and we'll we'll, we'll be answering one of those later. I'm, I'm interested here because I have questions about this. Oh, good. Yes. Well, maybe we'll take some of yours, too. Oh, well, anything could happen. <laughs> also, if you want to rewatch any of the episodes, then you can. we will upload the videos to our YouTube channel, and you can catch them there. Yep. You can see what goes on behind the scenes here. All right. Are we ready? We're ready. Are we ready to let's, hop into this open concept? Let's hop into it. Open yes. concept. All right. So let's first, let's define what the open concept is. And it is basically... Um, mainly refers to the kitchen and the lack of walls that divide the kitchen from like your family room or dining room. And so some people call it their great room. Yeah. Uh, that's kind of another term for it. So but, I feel um, like that's like 80s. Like I feel like in the 80s people would be like, this is my great room. Join me in the great yeah. room. Yeah. I feel like it, nowadays it really is called open concept, open floor plan, but that's what it is. We're talking about a lack of walls between the kitchen and other living areas of the home. And right now, I think we can all agree, open floor, it's almost an epidemic. Open floor plans are all you see on HGTV. I mean, walls do not stand a chance on these TV shows. They're coming down. I mean, knock down that wall. You see them with their spray paint things. The walls are gone. But... And here's the thing. I think the reason it's so prevalent on TV and on Instagram right now is because it having these open sight lines gives you a huge visual impact. And so if you're filming a TV show or you're photographing a space, it's so much better to photograph open spaces. And so I really do feel like that's why it's all we're seeing on TV right now. I think a lot of that is not necessarily that they have considered what this family wants their life to look like on a daily basis. It is for, there's a huge amount of production value in it. But 
that's kind of, we want to kind of push past all the like visual beauty because it is, it's beautiful. It's amazing. But today we want to really talk about like the practical considerations about whether an open concept kitchen is right for you. Don't, don't be razzle dazzled. Don't be razzle dazzled, you, you people. You need to sit back and think. Know your family. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. And so it is a super hot topic and on house. There are over 77,000 discussions that have been logged in the advice section on the topic open plan help. No one can search, clearly. 77, right? I mean, just just find the same thread. It's been discussed. 77,000. Yeah, that's crazy. And in doing, you know, I always like to do research for the episodes because side note, my top strengths in the strengths finder is learner. So I like to learn all the things. And in doing research for this episode, I found an article. We're going to link to it in the show notes because it is titled, is 2018 the beginning of the end of the open concept floor plan? And I have said this. I will go on the record as saying, I think people are going to start putting walls back up. I mean, I don't know. Walls I'm are not, coming. I feel like you heard it here first. Fix. Winter is coming. <laughs> Walls are coming. Um, but in that article, the writer stresses that brokers, designers, and architects have noticed a shift over the past couple of years. More buyers are searching for a closed floor plan house or a hybrid floor plan, which is one that provides at least separation from some rooms. So, I. We we will we are going to talk about all the things in this episode, but you heard it here first, y'all. I think walls are making it come back. (laughs) All right, now let's take a quick break and hear a word from our sponsor. Do any of these words describe how you feel about your home? Uninspired, embarrassed, tired, boring, or overwhelmed? Y'all, these are words I hear all the time from readers who ask me for design advice, and it kills me. It breaks my heart to know that there are that many people out there that are so unhappy with their homes. So I decided to do something about it. Um, Almost a year ago, I created Designer in a Binder, a comprehensive step-by-step workbook and ebook in one that teaches you how to design spaces that you love and you get it all for less than the cost of one hour with an interior designer. To purchase Designer in a Binder, visit designerinabinder.com and as a big thank you for listening, you can enter the code PODCAST to receive 25% off either package. Right now, Designer in a Binder is only available in digital form, but spoiler alert, we're working on creating a physical version now, and more details about that will be coming soon. All right, so now we're back, and we're going to discuss the pros and the cons of open concept. Yes, we are. All right, so I'm going to tackle the first pro. I like to focus on the positive first. So I would say, and I think this is why they become super, super prevalent, I do think open concept is a very effective way to make a small space or small home feel much larger. Um, Small spaces can feel much smaller when they are cut up by walls. And when you remove the walls in between spaces, even though you have gained no square footage, visually it feels a lot bigger. So that's a huge pro. It's why a lot of people go for it. I think, yeah, I think another pro is that you kind of bring the rooms together, which in theory would bring your families together. And so you're hanging out with the rest of your family. 
So even if you're cooking or you're cleaning and you're up in the kitchen, you still have a connection with somebody if they're in, you know, what theoretically would be another room because now they're all together. It's all one room. Do you think moms started revolting and were like, you have me in the kitchen and it could <laughs> all be. those moms in the 50s were like, I just want to be with my family. <laughs> now, <laughs> now there's all – and then they made great rooms. And then they made great I, – I mean, no, seriously. And we will talk about this a little bit more, but I really do that – I really do think that one of the reasons walls are going to make a comeback is because (laughs) we realize that there are benefits of separation from time to time. But as the person who, who, well, as Joe and I, I mean, we're usually cooking and cleaning up together. I often wish that I wasn't like staring at a wall when I'm washing dishes. So I definitely think it's, it's a both a pro and a con in a different way, which we'll Mm -hmm. get to in a little bit. Um, another pro is I do think it makes entertaining more social mm-hmm. and easier because you don't have all this pressure to like completely finish the prep work before your guests get there. If your kitchen is open to the dining room and or the family room, you can still be doing all the things and socializing with your guests at the same time. So that is literally the only pro for me <laughs> is that I would be more inclined to have people at my house. The social aspect is the only. The social aspect will get to you every time. It'll get me every time. (laughs) Every every time. And I think another pro would be the just beautiful open sight lines. And that kind of what you touched on before is that it's that's kind of the big draw. They pictures look great when you see those open concept rooms. They do. But bear in mind that the the finished projects that we're seeing on HGTV and in magazines are very carefully staged. Everything is tidy. If there's a pair of shoes left out, it was done on purpose. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's very visually appealing. And a professional designer has done it, it. Yes, in a professional setting. But I think that leads us nicely into the cons. And this... We'll, we'll share with you after we finish going through the list of cons where we ended up on this spectrum, because I do think it's a spectrum. But the number one con that was discussed in our house, which she is going to laugh about, is the noise factor. And it flows both ways. And this was something that my sweet Joe pointed out, that I wasn't really, it wasn't at the forefront of my mind in general you know, I'm more likely to be wooed by the thought of open sight lines. And Joe is way more practical and utilitarian. And he said a couple of things. He said, one, I don't really want to be listening to, you know, Spirit or Barbie on the TV while our kids are watching it if we're preparing dinner. But also, he said, if I am sitting and watching, you know, a basketball game, which happens like twice a year because the man never gets to sit down. But in theory, if he was and I'm running the blender or that, you know, the, the kitchen noises themselves are actually quite loud. So it's kind of a problem on both sides. One, if, if I want to be hanging out and cooking with Joe and having an adult conversation with him, I really don't want, you know, kids cartoons in the background. And then if there is somebody in the family room who's trying to enjoy a relaxing moment in front of the TV, you don't want them to hear pots and pans clanging around. For for the record, Tasha and Joe's children are sweet baby angels (laughs) who are literally the quietest children I have ever been around. This would be, (laughs) noise would be an automatic issue at my house because my children are like wild feral animals and are the loudest children (laughs) all the time. Happy, sad, 
normal day today is so loud at my house that I can't. Yeah, the baseline volume <laughs> at Tia's house is much different. I prefer to think of her as of her children as very spirited. They are a lively bunch, much like she is. <laughs> our children, in the grand scheme of things, are quiet, but that doesn't mean like our TV is quiet. Right. Yeah. So, <laughs> and it's they're not just playing TV. You know, they're not just watching TV in there. They use playing that room to play and in, and yeah. So there's all kinds of things going on, jumping little, around quiet and games. Sweet sometimes. Yeah, quiet. Yeah. Sweet. Sometimes. They like to play um, the whisper game. The, the whisper <laughs> game. They do like to play the game of um, pretending to be horses a lot. Mm-mm. That can get no. a little noisy. I hate it. I hate it. Let's be an animal game. <laughs> <laughs> so loud. But noise was a big. It's a. It's a big consideration, and I think a lot of people don't really think about how that's going to play out in their space. So another one. For the con section would be the lack of privacy. And so, you know, if you have something going on in the kitchen and maybe it's a conversation or, you know, whatever you're preparing meal-wise and you really don't want that interaction with another group that may be in the other room or, you know, you have two different things going on, you really don't want those meshing together. Yeah, I mean, when are you going to talk about your kids behind their back if you don't have any privacy? (laughs) My kid hears her name, and she comes from the other side of the house, and she's like, are you talking about me? I'm kidding. Open concept. We'd be ruined. But you, but it, it is true. I mean, I, I think Joe and I cook an unusual amount. We both like to cook, and I, I feel like she is like, I can yes. confirm that. But I do feel like uh, the time that we spend together, like, prepping dinner, it's kind of when we're – I mean, that is, like – solid time for us to mm-hmm. chat. And I really, I mean, y'all, I love my kids as much as the next person, but I don't want them there for those conversations. Like I want to be able to talk to Joe about my kids without, without them listening about my day. And so privacy, I also think it will be even more important as they become teenagers. Like I don't, they're not going to want us all up in their business and I don't want them all up in my business. So privacy is definitely a con if that is a concern of yours. If you are a couple and you are, um, you know, we have a, a very close couple to us. They're childless by choice. That's probably never going to be an issue for them, this whole privacy and noise thing. But if if you have kids like us, it both of those were really important considerations. Uh, Tia's gonna love this next con, and because yeah, I thought I, read it I thought of Tia when I when I decided to include this episode. This is really it's a good one for me because <laughs> we're so different in every way. Almost we our families are. are. Yeah, our families are quite different, but interestingly, you so you can actually see how these pros and cons mm-hmm. play out differently for us, um, and why it's important for both of us to consider them. Here's the thing, y'all. So we talked about this earlier. When you see, you know, these fixer-upper reveals or you're looking at the spread in HGTV magazine, everything's clean. There are no dirty dishes in the sink. It all looks amazing. If you are not, by nature, a super tidy... Stop looking at me. (laughs) If you're not super tidy, if you have cups... All the cups. All Tia, the cups. Tia's family uses 950 Sometimes cups Sometimes we have a whole dishwasher full of cups. <laughs> top, cups and, top and bottom shelf? Yes. It cups is, and spoons. It is truly fascinating. It's like almost a gift. I'm not yeah, even sure. They it's are the most... me, probably, because, you know, I love a beverage. <laughs> they take their hydration very, very seriously. seriously. If you, But if you are that person, if you have things out on your countertops <laughs> and you have papers and photos on your refrigerator... 
I'm not sure an open concept is right for, for you because here's the thing. If you have, let's say you don't have time to clean up after dinner one night. <laughs> Again, she's looking at me. I'm giving her the side eye. You, you probably don't want to look at that when you're sitting in your living room. It's probably the only thing that's keeping Anthony from actually coming in to clean after dinner. If I'm like, nope, not doing it. Because he can't see it from where he sits on the couch. Uh, exactly. If he could see it, it would probably be a little bit more of an issue. Okay. Yeah, exactly. You're, you're, hiding the, you're hiding the mess. And then he walks in and he's like, mm, I see this. Mm-hmm. I mean, I really think even for Joe and I, who are extremely tidy people, the kitchen is the messiest room in our house. And so the bottom line is you need to think about whether you want to constantly look at your kitchen. And the flip side of that is if you have, let's say your kitchen is open to, that you have a one of those so-called great rooms. And that includes a play space for your toy for your kids. Do you want to look at their toys all the time when you're in the kitchen? It's just something to think about. I consider it a con for most people. And I don't think people think about that. Like no. that's not anything. They think it's gonna be beautiful like the magazine, but that it's is not, not real life. Magazines and fixer upper reveals, though amazing, and I enjoy looking at them very much. It's not real life. It's one big room to trash. Yeah, yes. Small rooms to trash. Exactly. <laughs> And so definitely if you're thinking about going through a project like this and you're going to be renovating uh, an existing home, you're talking about removing load-bearing walls and then you have to use the proper load-bearing beams and that is expensive. That adds to the price and to the whole process and the design of everything that's being done. It is. Yes. And then I feel like Joe needs to be the one to share our our next tip, Firefighter Joe, because it is a safety concern. Safety has no holiday. That's right. It doesn't. Or or (laughs) design plan. Yes. (laughs) So firefighters have warned for the years that fires spread faster in open concept homes because of the lack of walls to contain them. And so according to one fire safety survey... 30 years ago, people had an average of 17 minutes to safely escape a house fire. Which is a long time. That is. Yeah. I feel like we could get it together in 17 minutes. <laughs> Definitely. So things are, back then, were, the rooms were more compartmentalized, and so it was a safer situation. And so now, uh, it's down to something like three minutes, which is largely due to the open concept floor plans. Isn't that crazy? That's horrifying. I found that I found that little, never little tidbit when I was doing research for this episode. It never would have occurred to me. Joe, would that have occurred to you? No, I mean I, I wouldn't have Jeff? that I, makes me feel better. Yeah. I wouldn't have thought of that. I mean But, but it doesn't it make sense? Yeah, and I mean the kitchen is a huge fire concern. You know, there's a, cooking fires are a big you know, probably one of the higher That's why I don't use mine. <laughs> That's why I see it as a So don't cook. <laughs> Okay, I think this is a perfect time to look at or take a look at and answer one of our follower questions. So when I shared this topic as one of our upcoming episodes on Instagram stories and I said, hey, drop me, you know, send me a message if you have a question. I got so many questions, but this was my favorite one. And so this comes from Dion. Dion asked, does an open concept kitchen enhance or deter from the family dinner conversation given the available distractions like TV? And she said, I am for family life, including dinner together. Thank you, Dion, for this very thought-provoking question. We will be in touch with you about sending you some swag. But now I think we're just going to dive in and answer it because I will tell you, I hadn't really thought about that angle. And we are... Any clarification? Yes. 
Dion is afraid, like, the TV's going to be on yes. while they're having dinner. She is afraid that it will, like, you, we talked about one of the pros of it bringing your family together. Her question is, does it actually do that? Or can it kind of create the opposite problem? And I thought, interesting, Dion. It's like, a, it's one of those questions that makes you think. I, so I will start by saying we have dinner together as a family every night. I mean, if Joe's on shift, he can't be there. But we sit at a table, we eat our meal, and we expect our children's rear ends to remain in the chair until the meal is over. And that is, it is good, reliable, required, as we occasionally say, this is required family fun time. It is required family fun time. And it's a routine now, and routines rule in our house, at least. <laughs> You know, you get out of routine and... I'm getting you a shirt that's like, routines, rules, <laughs> We do. And so I really appreciated this question because it's not something I had really thought about. I do think that it... So I feel you, Dion. I hardcore do not want our dinner time to be messed with. In fact, I make a conscious effort to leave my phone physically in a different room. Oh, yeah. No phones yes. at the table. When I go to the dining table. And Tia, for as different as our families are, y'all eat dinner together we at a table dinner, every night. Even if it's takeout or <laughs> my world-famous snack plates. Oh, my Ooh, God. I love a snack plate. Which is no, no. Hers is different than ours. Oh. I discovered this. This is like just like lunchbox food on a plate for dinner. Okay. I told Tia once. Hey, we did your, we we had, you'd be shocked. We had snack plates for dinner last night. I said, we cut up olives and we, I, and she goes. You've surpassed snack plates. <laughs> she goes, that's not a snack no, plate. No. Ours is like, here's your, here's your Lunchable. Yeah. No, no, Lunchables are only for lunch. Oh, boxes, I'm sorry. But no, it's like, it's basically sometimes the kids just don't want a full meal. Yeah. They're not big dinner eaters. And so if we get takeout or if like we want yes. a salad or something, I know they're not going to eat. They'll have a snack I'll plate. I'll say, would you like pasta or a snack plate? And nine times out of 10, they choose a snack plate. <laughs> I do put fruit on it, guys. So I it's mean, very healthy. They do get all their nutrition. But we do sit together and yes. we, it's very important. There's no TV. Now, I'm a little looser probably. I'm sure you're shocked with our rules. Van, I have a five-year-old. New, he's barely five. Yes. And he does not really eat dinner. So we kind of keep him there as long as he's not being disruptive. Okay. But he has a hard time sitting sometimes for as long as the other three of us want to sit and talk. Because I also have a nine-year-old who yes, commands the stage 99% of the time. <laughs> and if he feels like no one's listening to me or paying attention to me, sometimes he wanders away. That's fair. I'm okay with that, but... I get it. I get why. I mean, I think it's probably also easier when they're the same age. Yeah. I mean, our they're girls are twins. So they're yeah. the same age. They can both sit there for this. Now, I will tell you, Averyism is a much faster. No, let me back up. All three of us eat more quickly than Atlee. And so we do. She's French. Oh, my God. Dude, she is the slowest process. It's so healthy, though. I feel so bad about trying to rush her. But we do usually all wind up sitting there. We have mm -hmm. finished our meals, and she is eating one pea at a time. Oh, God. I, wouldn't, I couldn't But I do feel like it's a valid question. I don't. I think for most people, the answer is yes. The potential exists for it to take away from family time. But I think if you have expectations in place, like the TV is all, like no, basically a no screens rule, which is what I, tr though I've never announced the rule in our house because Joe's not, he's not as glued to his phone as I am to mine. But like I said, I do make a conscious effort to leave mine in a different room because if it makes its way to the dining room table, I will always wind up picking that up to do something, even if it's like to Google something that we're talking about. If it's there, I'm probably going to touch it. 
Um, and I think that, you know, if we had a great room, we would definitely have a, there is no TV. Once yeah. we have teenagers, it will be, sorry, you can't have your phones at dinner. So, but the bottom line is, it's just another thing to think about when you're thinking about how your family functions and how your family lives. So thank you, Dion, for the question. I hope that our chatter about it helps you, you know, think about it a little more deeply, but it's a valid concern. And I think one that a lot of people share, and I had not thought about the fact that the room would be open to distractions as a potential downside. So thanks. So now let's talk about, I guess, what middle ground we decided to take in this open concept kitchen that we are currently planning and getting ready to embarking on. Embark yes, on. And we are embarking upon it. Yeah. So I think it's fair to summarize and say that initially we assumed we were going to open it up quite a bit more than we actually are opening it. And it wasn't because of like structural constraints. It's because we really looked at the pro and cons list and decided we're not great room people. Right? No, we like our privacy, and I think the noise is definitely got to be the number one for us. It was just which is even, so funny. So the rest of us don't stand a chance. No, because we keep I, the walls. That's right, because we actually have walls now, and it can be too loud in one area or the other, even with the walls. It and can. so. Yeah, we, we're wall people. We are wall people. I'm so, a wall person. I get it. Yeah. So where we have wound up. Okay. So our uh, let me paint the picture for those of you who may not be familiar with the floor plan of our house. We have a fairly large kitchen. And on one side, there is a hallway that then is parallel to the family room. Okay. So initially, we thought, we're going to open that whole thing up. Let's just open it up. Basically, like the hallway would just become part of the kitchen and it would flow seamlessly into the family room. So that's one side. The other side, the kitchen it, on the other side is our dining room. Okay. And for sure, I thought we would open that up. So we were, we were really going to just take down a whole bunch of walls. Where we wound up is we are removing the wall between the kitchen and the dining room because we really only use the dining room for meals. So we didn't have the same kind of noise and privacy concerns surrounding our dining room because if it's near mealtime, we're, we're going to be migrating to the dining room anyway. But we are doing what is called a cased opening. We are we had the option to basically just go smooth wall, smooth ceiling for the whole space. And we ultimately decided we did not want to do that. And so honestly, it really, I think, would leave somebody down the line if they moved into our house and yes. wanted to close it off. They would have the structure there to do that. Yes. And, you know, it would be a much easier project. Yeah. So, you know... At my prediction, obviously, is that walls are making a comeback. And I feel like though the – so the cased opening between the dining room and the kitchen is going to be nine feet. That's big. But you could you could configure a French door package for that opening pretty easily. So if somebody bought our house and wanted to move in and be able to close it off, that could happen. It would also enable them to close the room, put a, put a smaller – you know, what we have right now is just, what, a three-foot door opening? Yes. They could actually, like, take it back to the original if they wanted to fairly easily. 
Um, and I think it just comes – a lot of that comes down to how they would want to function. Like we decided that that is where we eat anyway, so yeah. let's make this just part of the kitchen instead of having – Yeah, we're not formal. That's right. And so we didn't want that formal setting. We don't need a formal dining room and an island that we can eat on and an eat-in kitchen. We don't need three spots <laughs> we don't. to eat our meals yeah. you know we could split it up breakfast lunch and dinner we can like bounce around with each each <laughs> reservations one. each yeah, place i mean that's what we're gonna do family have a circus. R- random night you know pull it out of the house where are we gonna eat tonight where do you do you see your kids don't do homework and stuff in the dining room they don't they do their homework you well right now we have a table in our kitchen that's, yeah, that's gonna disappear but we're anticipating that the kitchen island, island is, where, yeah. is homework place yeah um, the other thing, so on the other, that takes care of what we've decided to do on the dining room side of things. That will be open, but it will be a cased opening. So there will be separation between the kitchen, which we anticipate the walls in there are going to be a white color and now our dark and moody dining room. Having the cased opening gives you a very easy place to like start and stop painting. That's something people don't think about with open concept. Where are you going to start? Are you going to have all the same color? Because it's mm-hmm. otherwise very hard to know where to start and stop your paint colors. Random line. I mean, my brother brother went through that. Yeah, it's not easy. And again, it's something people don't think about. Um, Then on the other side of the kitchen that currently just has, you know, a, a standard doorway that goes into the hallway. And then there's a corresponding standard doorway on the opposite side of the hallway that goes into the family room. What we have decided to do there is to open those to six feet wide. Why six feet, you ask? Well, a big reason is because that will enable us, if we feel that noise is a problem, we can easily put a six-foot French door package to shut off. Probably we would put it on the the kitchen side. I think the family room side. Sorry, just, just kidding. We've gone round and round with this. Yeah, I think it has to do with the way the doors would open, and I yes. think that was what we kind of came back at that it would so you wouldn't be, be running into them in the kitchen exactly. exactly but it would enable it gives us that flexibility so ultimately we're going to live with it open for a while we'll see how we feel about the noise and if we need to throw a six foot french door package on the family room side so that we can shut that if somebody is in there trying to watch tv while someone is also trying to cook easy peasy it's kind of the best of both worlds i feel like it's going to offer us the most flexibility so that's where we landed and i think honestly going back to that door or our dream door is going to be some kind of like barn sliding door, not, not not pocket, not rustic. Yeah, but we're we were toying with that and may look into doing something like that. More like industrial steel and glass. They're loud. Oh, that's true. true. That's the yeah. We'll see when they. I don't know. Stay tuned, everybody. We don't know exactly what's going to happen, but what we do know is we're going to live with it open and see if we even feel like a change is needed. Yeah. Well, barn barn doors are hot. Like uh, open concept, <laughs> they're almost a little too hot, a little overdone. <laughs> Hotsy totsy. Hotsy totsy. All right. Well, gosh, I think we're. I think we really covered it all. I hope so. I, I mean, so. you should have no questions anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and you all know how our family's faith function definitely yes, now. You, you probably know way more than you ever wanted to about the volume levels in our house. All right. So next time on Colorful Conversations, we will discuss. Love and renovations. Yeah. Renovation. Survi- having your marriage survive yeah. during renovations. It's a, it's a hot topic yes. also. And it's pretty key. Especially if you watch any of those HGTV shows. Mm, girl. I'm always like, mm, they're going to get divorced. Tia's sweating. Tia, yeah, Tia, Tia, mm. Tia does not like conflict. It makes her very uncomfortable. <sighs> yes. 
Make sure to subscribe on iTunes or wherever you like to listen to the podcast. And don't forget, you don't have to wait until next week to connect with us. Nope. You can find us on social media. I like hanging out on Instagram the most. I am at Tasha.Kaleidoscope. You can also find us on Facebook. Just search Kaleidoscope Living. And you can find us on YouTube. Do the same thing there. Just search for Kaleidoscope Living. As a big thank you for listening to this episode, we have an awesome free guide called Five Easy Steps to Design a Room You Love. And it's just full of great tips for thinking through what you want to accomplish in a space. It would be perfect if you're going through this analysis of open concept or not. To get it, just text design tips, all one word, to 44222, and you will get it sent straight to your inbox. Again, it's design tips to 44222. Hey, if you would, before you close out the app, if you would leave us a review, every single one helps. But if you hate us, skip that step. Yep, we always, uh, footnote, don't do it if you don't like us. Thanks. (laughs) And then also remember, if you want to tell us something, make us laugh, ask a question or anything else, email us at podcast at kaleidoscopeliving.com. Yep, we love to hear from you. And occasionally we will even be checking, or sorry, answering questions that are submitted via email. Whenever we answer a question, whether you've submitted it on social media or via email, you will get some swag from us as a thank you. So that's it. I think we're done. All right. See you next week. Bye-bye. Bye.